You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Hello and welcome to this week's PlayStation Unchained episode 31 brought to you by PlayStationUniverse.com uh, What's that? It's not the sexy and amazing voice of Mike Harridance. Welcome you into the show. And, uh, <laughs> not this week, fans. This week you, you've got my voice. My voice. Which we love. <laughs> um, but as you can hear, we still have the sexy Mike Harridance to balance out the, the scale of voices. Of awesomeness. Of British awesomeness. <laughs> yeah, man. Welcome, welcome to this week's show, Michael. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, man. It's good to be um, taking me sort of co-host chair, if you like, and you taking the reins of the podcast, because it's been a while. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing, Dave? Uh, actually, pretty good, but I can't really talk about why uh, this week, because of reasons. Reasons that reasons. Would, would get me in trouble. <laughs> but it has been a very good day. Um, good. Good. I happen to know what those reasons are, but obviously I can't divulge them either. <laughs> if it's what I think it is, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it is what you think oh, okay. it is, which is what they think it is, which I think, ah, words. Okay. Anyway, right. while we're confusing people, we've also got Paul Kelly with us this week. Hey, Paul. Yep, hello. Uh, hello. How have you been? It's been a while since you've been on last. Paul? It's good to be back. Yep, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> And we've also got the fabulous and amazing Glenn Gordon. Hello, Glenn. Hey, how's it going, Ben? Mike, Paul, good to yeah, see you. Yeah, yeah good, man, to see good you man. Good to have you back. Yeah, it's thank good. You. It's always good to have you on, Glenn. Thank you, thank you. Good. I I love doing this. Sweet. Have you had a good day? Yes, I have. I've had a very good week, and just like Ben, and for similar reasons, I can't exactly say why. Oh, uh, yeah. we, oh, this yeah. is this is the most exciting intro ever. We're all having a great time. You just can't hear about it. Glenn, yes. oh yeah, Glenn's had a very good week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we've all had a very good week this week. You will. You guys will hear more about it um, later on this week. And you'll hear more about my good stuff on Tuesday. So, not long now. Not long. Um, kind of for me as well, actually. I've got something coming Tuesday as well. You guys are going to go what I'm going to read on the um, homepage, so keep an eye out for that. <clears throat> oh, exciting. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's go straight to the news, because this week we actually have a lot of news to cover. Um, first things first, PS4 sells Edge out Xbox One in February. Again. Yes, go Sony. Team Sony. And so forth. <laughs> According to Venture Beat, MPD data shows that Sony is still riding high on the success of the PlayStation 4, but the company's lead in February <sighs> was very slim. A stalemate from us, uh, well, a statement, should I say, not a stalemate. <laughs> stalemate. <laughs> <laughs> from MPT, MPD video game analyst Liam Callan states. PS4 led hardware sales in February 2014, but by a narrow margin, with Xbox One selling over 90% of what the PS4 sold in, uh, in terms of unit sales. However, with Xbox One's higher price point, led to hardware sales on a dollar basis. So basically, the Xbox One didn't sell as many, but due to the cost, it sold more, so to speak. Um, uh, but February was not a big day of releases. You got self. Uh, that's pretty. That's wrong. February had 
Amazing South Park. No, that was March, wasn't it? <laughs> I think South Park was early March, wasn't it? I'm sure yeah. South Park was the last day of February. Oh, right, okay. Hmm. Uh... Either, and, yeah, either way, February wasn't too bad. You had Tokiden. That's enough. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what do you guys, what do you think about these sales, uh, Mike? Uh... <laughs> It's um, interesting to know. I th- I'm pretty sure I still say that. I'm still sure that South Park was early March, but never mind. You can um, we're, we're, someone correct me on that later. Um, it's I'm not surprised to see um, the Xbox kind of um, closing the gap a bit. But to be honest with you, I'm really, really interested to see what happens this month because we got two massive games out um, for each format. We got Titan Four on the um, Xbox One and 360. To be fair, and we've got um, Infamous Second Son on the PS4. So that should be. I think that's for one to watch, but um, it, to be honest with you, it was really it was, we've had a quite a slow start to the year anyway. January wasn't very exciting. February was a lot better. It was um, I think it was more to do with um, it was more current gen stuff, which had a lot of the games out. Like you had Lightning Returns, and um, you had Thief as well. Um, although that was a um, I'm pretty sure Thief was on PS4 as well, wasn't it? Yes, it, it was. was. Like a more, yeah, so you had quite a few games, but yeah, I think in terms of next gen um, performance, I think March is going to be the one to watch. But I don't know, you know, it's it's early days yet. I'm not really going to say much more than that. <clears throat> uh, just for reference, South Park: The Stick of Truth released March 4, 2014. No, I was wrong. I was right. Damn you! <laughs> no, I must admit that is a good game. I do recommend it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Read our review. Read our review. Anyway, carry on. Uh, What do you think, Glenn? Well, um, I'm not surprised that things are are heating up now. The big thing that people were watching out for this month was Titanfall. And I think that's a huge reason why Xbox closed the gap. But everyone was looking at Titanfall because Microsoft was banking so hard on it. Like, they, they modified their controllers just for the game and whatnot. And so everyone was saying, okay, is Titanfall going to push... Um, Xbox One sales above PlayStation 4 sales. And so, um, especially with Infamous coming out, um, but at this point, Infamous has not yet been released, and somehow the PlayStation 4 managed to keep 10% above the Xbox One. So, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what's what's going to happen now. It's an interesting position for Microsoft because they were, you know, banking so hard on this game, and this does bring them to a good pers- uh, a good position. But with Infamous coming out this week, we can also expect PS4 numbers to rise as well. So it'll be interesting to see what Microsoft can try to do next to um, boost the Xbox One sales. Because if the ultimate goal here was to beat the PS4 for the month, it failed. Indeed. Uh, and Paul, what's your opinion on this? Uh, well, I think that that the interesting month, like Mike said, will be March. I think this month it was probably just sort of maybe people sort of coming into money, you know, sort of because January is just after Christmas and uh, with I think the Titanfall beta was Feb, so maybe people <clears throat> up after beta or playing elsewhere. And with the PS4, it's probably the stock, more stock coming in, but still being shortages because, you know, the Japanese launch. So I think merch will be interesting because we'll probably see more PS4 stock coming in as there has been a lot of shortages. So, yeah, I think that's the... So, yeah, I agree. I kind of agree with Paul, but I, I don't think we'll see... I don't think the PS4 will go ahead this month. I think Titanfield will outsell it. 
Well, I, the Xbox One would outsell it this month, sadly, because there's so much hype behind Titanfall. But I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong. Yeah, One. I see what you mean. Uh, but while we're t- well, let's bring some positive news into this into this right now. Yep. The Last of Us has sold six million copies. Six Sony has re- six six million. <laughs> wow. Sony has revealed that Naughty Dog's The Last of Us has sold over six million copies worldwide. The critically lauded post-apocalyptic adventure was released in June last year and sold through 3.4 million units as of July 2013. Elsewhere, Sony has confirmed a list of talks that developer Naughty Dog will be given at the next week's GDC, which you can see here, which you can't see here because it's words. Go look at the <laughs> article for that. Yeah. <laughs> developer of The Last of Us will be discussed in the talks as well as the recently released single-player DLC left behind. Um, there's also a movie adaptation of Joel and Ellie's survival that is also in the pipeline, which is based off the story of the game. So, Glenn, what do you think about this? I'm not surprised. I mean, The Last of Us, even even now there's still a lot of hype behind The Last of Us. Like, that That's one game that just struck the gaming universe like lightning. And so... Um, it's still it's still growing. It's still going places. Everyone's wondering what comes next for The Last of Us. Um, there's even been talks that it's gonna uh, the the first version is gonna come on the PS4. So mm-hmm. Naughty, Naughty Dog has quite a way that they can take The Last of Us. Um, they've they've also got Uncharted too. So you know the two biggest uh, titles on PlayStation today belong to Naughty Dog, and that's a big deal. Um, and Paul, what do you think? I'll just say six million sales are well deserved. It's a great game. That's. I do hope it does come out on PS4 because I think it deserves that extra bit of polish, is which the PS3 game lacked in certain areas. I thought. And Mike, what's your opinion on this matter? <laughs> uh, my opinion on this matter is bloody how awesome. I love The Last of Us. Like I echo what everyone says. It's a fantastic game. Certainly one of my favourite games from this uh, from the PS3 um, era. Um, it's um, as Paul said. I would love, I would love to see it come to PS4. I still think, it, I still think it will. Um, along with GTA V, that's another story altogether. But I, I, I definitely think The Last of Us will. I think there's definitely a market out there for it because I did say if there's demand for it, then they'll probably look into it. But I, I mean, I, I, I've only played through The Last of Us once, and I really want to play through it again. And I'd happily go through the PS3 release, but I'm holding out just in case there is a PS4 version because I can totally see a Game of the Year edition coming out totally with all the dlc and i just think releasing that for ps4 would be awesome because they can def they could easily do that they could polish up the visuals a bit more maybe tidy up a few of the small bugs and stuff and i I just think it would be a great thing to do i really can see it happening so yeah but either way congratulations you know it's a fantastic game i loved it it was um i enjoyed it i think i enjoyed it more than uncharted 3 seriously brilliant game what what's up glenn you enjoyed it more than uncharted more than Uncharted 3, I did, yeah. And that's saying something, because I really like Uncharted. Uncharted was great. Yes. Well. <laughs> I know you're a massive Uncharted fan, Glenn. Yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. No, I am too. Don't get me wrong. I love Uncharted, seriously. But The Last of Us just felt so different. That's, um, I don't know, it's just something about that game. I think it just appealed to the survival horror fan in me, because um, it was very, you know, methodical, and you had to really care manage your ammunition and supplies very carefully and stuff rather than just like gunning everything down but they're two different types of games anyway you know it's an action adventure this is more of a survival type game but yeah I just I really 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 loved it really did 
Well, I think we should move on to the next topic because I'm sure this won't be the last of us talking about it. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> um, anyway, Mel Gibson. Anyway, let's talk a bit about the game that most people both are angry about and happy about. Metal Gear Solid 5. Well, actually, they're more angry about Ground Zeroes than The Phantom Pain, but Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Supposedly almost 200 times larger than Ground Zero, says Hidokojima. Industry and amazing person, legend, and all round good guy Hidokojima has revealed in the latest com- conversation with creators that Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, will be considerably larger than Ground Zeroes, nearly 200 times bigger, in fact. Check out the interview below. Which is on the website, not in this video voicing. So go check the website, playstationuniverse.com. I wrote this, didn't I? Uh, yes, you did, Mike. Yeah, sounded familiar. <laughs> Nakajima Sam speaks a large about the advantages of PS4 hardware as well as Ground Zeroes itself, which it, Ground Zeroes is running on 1080p, 60 frames per second on the PS4. It's the only console to be doing that. Hell yeah. Uh, Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes is due out March 18th and March 20th in Europe. I'm sure it's March 21st, Mike. Um, I yeah, I've seen. Um, some people say the 20th and some people say the 21st. I'm not quite sure. I I, I think it's the 21st because it's the Friday. Yeah, so it would be the first. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh well, my my bad. Sorry about that. If that's true. Yeah. It's, yeah, because Infamous is a worldwide release on the 21st. Yeah. Even in America, which is yeah. weird. Anyway, enough about Infamous. <laughs> Metal Gear time. <laughs> Hido's looking at me with his eyes right now, so I've got to carry on. Um, <laughs> anyway, stay tuned to PSU.com's full review next week. I think we should go to Paul for the first time this time. Paul, what do you think? Uh, well, from what I've heard about Ground Zeroes, it's very, very short. I'd, la- I'd like to think that the Phantom Pain is considerably bigger. So, well, Metal Gear games for me have always been had a good replay built anyway, so... I hope it's as good as Kojima claims it to be, which probably won't be because I'm sure the hype will be astronomical before it comes out. But <laughs> I'm a Metal Gear fan, so I'm sure I'll enjoy it anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mike, you're uh, a Metal well, Gear. This, yeah, I'm a Metal Gear fan, and also this is interesting because I've actually played and completed Ground Zeroes, as I mentioned last week on the podcast. Um, Konami were kind enough to invite me to Windsor at their offices, and I can't really say about this is the kind of stuff I can't talk about, you know, specifics. So, um, but um, in terms of um, the Phantom Pain, um, the, I, I, um, I will say this: that game is looking awesome, and um, some of the um, the open world in that is going to be even better. I mean, it's um, I th- there's some shots of Snake riding on horseback and everything all across Afghanistan and everything, and I think um, if it is going to be as big as they claim, then it's going to be, you know, it is going to be a a, a treat. Seriously, I mean, a, a, an open world Metal Gear title is, um, I mean, the amount of freedom you get in Ground Zeroes is um, really, really cool. But this is going to take it. I can just tell after playing um, Ground Zeroes and seeing what the Phantom Pain is going to be like. It's, um, I think we're going to be in something really special, definitely. So, um, yeah. Um, but in terms of my thought, um, in, for detailed thoughts on Ground Zeroes and everything, including the length, then you guys should just check out my review. Um, this podcast will probably be up, I'm guessing, on the Monday. So yeah. check it out tomorrow, or if it is a Tuesday today, or whenever. <laughs> in <laughs> the future, week. maybe in, in the, the past. Future. Yeah, oh. exactly. God, this is confusing. <laughs> yeah, just check out the review. It'll be on the maybe, box, kind of, possibly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, and Glenn, what's what's your opinion on this? You know, what is it about March? 
there's something about March this year. Everything great is coming out in March. Um, well, not everything great. We've still got some awesome games upcoming. But goodness, Infamous comes out the 21st, the same day Metal Gear Solid Five comes out. And you know what? Um, Mike, you made me laugh because you said Snake was riding on a horse. I, I totally thought you said Snape, as in Severus Snape from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harry Potter. No. <laughs> no. Um, You're so- a wizard, Harry. <laughs> so Metal Gear Solid Five, I've I've heard some really good things about. We're looking forward to reading that review. I have I have, I have little to say about it that hasn't been said already. Just wait and see. While we talk about Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes and content, uh-huh. uh, Metal Gear Solid Five PS3 pre-orders will get you Peace Walker for free. Konami has confirmed that Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker HD will be available to free. Yes, free. To those who pre-order Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes for PS3 via the PlayStation Store. This offer ends on March 20th, which will still be... It will still be around when you guys read this, listen to this in yeah. the future. Yeah, it will, yeah. Because um, we'll, we'll have it yeah. up early in the week. Yeah, we'll have it up early enough so you can enter this, so you don't miss this out. But still, if you want news, MerrinTeamsPSStore.com. Uh, Peace Walker was originally released on the PlayStation Store in 2010 and follows Big Boss, formerly Naked Snake... His mercenary unit soldiers were at borders in Costa Rica in the year 1974. Ground Zero's follows on from Peace Walker as the snake infiltrates Camp Omega to re- request. <laughs> I can't even say words now to rescue true <laughs> Too hyped. Um, acquaintances from the previous game. The stealth action title was an open world to explore, allowing for a great degree of tactical freedom. I am so hyped I can't even say the words <laughs> that I need to say. Um, Glenn. Your opinion on this, please. Um, I think it's really great when companies offer um, some really good perks for pre-ordering their games. It, it helps build the hype for the game, and it helps pe- get people excited. Um, the Peace Walker DLC, I don't know too much about. I don't know that I will get Metal Gear Solid right now, m- yeah. mostly because I can't, because I'm broke. But, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, DLC like this for pre-orders... Um, well, it's not really DLC, it's the whole game. Peace Walker? Yeah, you get the full Peace Walker game for free. Peace, oh, Peace Walker is a set. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I it to the background. Yeah. Peace Walker is the um, PSP exclusive yeah. uh, Metal Gear that was released a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was DLC for the MGS. No, no, yeah. it's a whole whole new game. Okay. Yeah, that's that is that's different. That's yeah. different. Then. That's a big step. So, um, yeah. Go get it. Go get Metal Gear Solid 5 and get another game for free. That's a good deal. To- <laughs> and, Paul, what's your opinion? I think that the type of person who pre-orders like Grown Zeroes online would already have played Peace Walker. I mean, I think then again, you know, the hardcore Metal Gear fans won't be buying the PS3 version, they'll be buying the PS4 version, so it's a complete moot point anyway, but if you haven't played Peace Walker and you are interested in the PS3 version of Grand Zeroes, then yeah, it's a good deal, but for most, I imagine, it won't really do anything. Uh, Mike, what's your opinion? Um, well, um, okay, fair deal to him, you know, um, pre- getting a game like Peace Walker, um, I haven't actually played it, 
but I know it's um you know it's meant to be a great game. It's Metal Gear, so obviously it's pretty good. Um, but I think it's a shame that they haven't offered it up for the PS4 version. As Paul said, most of you know the hardcore guys will be going for that. But then again, PS3 is still obviously a popular console. But I um I actually have a question based on this because I haven't played Peace Walker, and obviously I want to because I'm a Metal Gear fan. But the um the HD collection, I got that for PS Vita, and obviously I know that doesn't have um Peace Walker in it. But can you get that? For the Vita, can you just download the PSP version for the Vita at all? You can still? download the yeah. original PSP game, yeah. You can. All right, cool. Because yeah. that's what I need to do. Because I am um, before I lost all my um goddamn PS Vita content a few months ago. I had um Portable Ops, which is the one before Peace Walker, which uh, non-canon now seems. You what? Is it? You serious? Well, yeah, Peace, yeah. Peace Walker replaced the Portable Ops in the canon. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Okay. I won't bother getting that back, but save me some money then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. No, I, yeah. I'm totally going to get Peace Walker then, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and while we're talking about pre order bonus, we haven't actually, I've sent news out in the emails, but nobody's come this year anyway. Um, yeah. If we pre order Metal Gear Solid 5 on the PS4 with Shop 2, I don't know if there's any other retailers doing this right now because Shop 2 is the only one that's listed, you'll get a DLC for the Phantom Pain. With Ground nice. Zeroes, which is you'll unlock a bonus con, a bonus, basically you'll have a base in Phantom Pain called the Mother Base, where you can get staff to recruit to you know to make your know, base bigger and better. And we don't know anything. That's Peace Walker. Yeah, that straight from Peace. Yeah, that's straight again. from Peace Walker. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, I was reading about Peace Walker just the other day in Mother Base. That's yep. in that, isn't it? That's the management system, yep. isn't it? That's going to be the management system in the Phantom Pain, which again, Konami's keeping quiet about. But I'm going to say it here. Um, and mm. the DLC for Ground Zeroes unlocks yeah. certain characters in Ground Zeroes for your base in the Phantom Pain. Wow, mm. that's quite intriguing, actually. Yeah. And that's exclusive content to day one customers it will not be sold again it will not be it's day one only is that definite as it will not be sold well, again well it was all? supposed to be a reward they had said so right. chances are that it, you know what kojima could be like chances are it probably won't be released again but it won't it chances are you'll be able to get them anyway it just won't it'll just be an easier way i'm betting yeah but yeah so oh, cool. if you want if you're gonna think about but again i only know this from shop two i don't know if any other stores are doing it right now all right. And when when is the Phantom Pain actually meant to be out? When it's released. <laughs> it's not this year, that's for sure, isn't it? No, it's not. It's like two years from now, isn't it? I think. Oh wow, jeez. Oh, something to look forward to. So hold on to that <laughs> DLC code, folks. Yeah, uh, play lots of Metal Gear Five Grand Zeroes in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> Probably be able to know every, every inch of that base by heart by the yeah. time the Phantom Pain comes out. Um, and while we're talking about exploring and open world and, and pure sexy awesomeness, I warn Ooh. you, I warn you, Glenn, don't get angry about this. Don't. don't. G Man Unleashed. Infamous <laughs> Second Son Street Date has been broken. We're just yeah. under a week away from the release of the highly anticipated PlayStation 4 exclusive Infamous Second Son. But it seems retailers are not wholly restrained by the embargo board chain and have already broken the official release date. Of course, a just push start and an image containing the contents of the game retail case has surfaced on Twitter account All Games Beta. Thus, Sucker Punch has actually made an, uh, an effort to contest the final product being superhero, you know, kept secret. There's a few video leaks with a few hiccups and, and a few streams. <laughs> Infamous Second Son is scheduled to release next week exclusively. Well, this week, should say, by the time this comes out. 
for the PS4 on March 21st, 2014. Um, and it says at the bottom of our um, text, which is kind of funny actually, I don't normally bring these up, this is... Are you duck in the hiding in media blackout fortress? Or are you unaffected by the likes of the puny spoilers and leaks? So yeah, what do you go? What do you think about this, Mike? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I am so so sorry, man. I was literally texting someone there, and my oh. brain just zoned out completely. <laughs> I, spoke, I spoke all those words. <laughs> Safety first. Don't text and podcast at the same time. You're going to have an accident. <laughs> yeah, not really. It was about... Um, Stop the, text uh, casting. It was about <laughs> infamous um, street date broken, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, see, I'm only joking. Uh, well, to be honest with you, this kind of stuff happens all the time. I mean, Metal Gear Solid Five had its street uh, date broken in... Um, the um, Arab countries, uh, I think it was like last week or something, or earlier this week. And um, I remember writing a story about Re- even Resident Evil 5 had its street date broken. Obviously, that was five yeah. years ago. But you see what I mean. All the um, A lot of the big games, do, it, this does happen. Yeah. And unfortunately, leaks do happen as well, which is why um, I think um, Konami said that they want to clamp down on the um, spoilers for Metal Gear Solid 5 in particular. But it's it does suck for Sony. I mean, for Infamous as well. You don't want that kind of stuff leaking like a week before release. It sucks. I mean, you want to, you know, I mean, by, you know, in a couple of days, someone's going to have like videos of it all over on the internet and everything. And um, it's um, it's just, no, it's, uh, I think it's wrong, man. People's companies, um, it's, it's usually these um, uh, kind of like the, um, oh God, I can't remember the phrase, but local, not, not high street chains, the, um, you know the um the local kind of um change that do this sort of thing not like the big stores like um HMV or um game or, or or game or whatever it's the um the smaller stores that tend to do this thing which you know it's just yeah. like it's not that difficult to kind of like adhere to a release date you know so no that that sucks that does i still remember my CEX well not mine but CEX in UK which um sold uh the last ghost called you ghosts a couple of days before release yeah, I remember reports about that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, while we're talking about this, Paul, what do you think? It, it happens, doesn't Some stars don't adhere to the release dates. And I actually saw um, a stream of Infamous, Infamous Sexton on Twitch. Um, I was on my PS4 and I went on live a PlayStation. I actually thought initially it was an official stream until I saw the username and then it got cut off. The stream Twitch had obviously killed it, so... Yeah, because not too happy about it. <laughs> people keep reporting it, which annoys me. I like watching it anyway. Glenn, yeah. what do you, what do you think about this? Everyone, cover. This is something that really does frustrate me because, quite frankly, Sucker Punch has worked very hard to release only little bits and pieces of the game and and keep everything really secret, um, except for certain things, and. To think that they trusted retailers enough to give them the game early so that they could stock up and sell, and that these retailers and, the, and these salespeople went ahead and sold the game early anyway, that says a lot about you know the amount of care that people have for these developers and the work that they do. I mean, this is this is years of um, sucker punches work here, and you know it's like taking it's like taking their ending away from them. You know they've they've worked hard to you know surprise gamers with this game, and I, I think it's it's just inconsiderate. It's just kind of selfish. Like I I I want a few hits. I want a few extra hits on Twitch. So I'm just gonna go ahead and break the release date. And it, it only it only takes a few people to ruin things for everybody. 
you know, I, I could see if, if it becomes a problem, especially with streaming, that, that's one thing that's really probably going to raise some eyebrows, streaming of the game, um, using Sony's own technology basically to break the rules. And I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if pretty soon Sony starts adding some algorithms that detect what game you're playing and just deny you the ability to stream certain games until they're allowed to be streamed. Well, actually, um, the ability to stream is actually on the game, so they could easily say, they easily, when they send the games out first, they could lock the stream in until you go online and download the day one patch, which would then unlock the stream features. Yeah, we'll probably see more of that going on, but it, I, I still think it's just stupid. It uh, just And if it does happen in the future, blame me for telling Sony how to do it. I'm sorry, yeah. everyone. Quite, quite frankly, you know, I'm wondering if developers like Sucker Punch and whatnot would take a look at who's doing this and perhaps not want to do business with them like that in the future. Perhaps rethink how they do business with companies that are, or, or with people that are likely to break the um, embargo rules. Anyway, let's let's try and be a little bit more positive with the next one. Okay. A bit of positivity before we get smacked with the last article, which is quite sad, really, actually. Um, anyway, PlayStation Now prices for The Last of Us and Uncharted 3 appear on the Gaikai website. Uh, potential price points for PlayStation Now releases of The Last of Us, Uncharted 3 and Far Cry 3 have appeared on today on the... Well, what's the past, actually, but... According to the site's UI teaser... Far Cry 4 is sitting about $5.99, Uncharted 3, $4.99. While The Last of Us is $49.99, it's worth pointing out these could very be placeholder prices, so don't assume the price has just sent sold yet. Um, meanwhile, Gaikai About Session turns up the following information. At Gaikai, we believe in sorting... Anyway, why am I saying Gaikai? It's PlayStation Now. At yeah. PlayStation Now, we believe in solving difficult problems to create ex- exceptional experiences. People said it was impossible to stream video games at high quality with low latency. We proved them wrong. Anyway, we did anyway. They said there was no way for a small company to build the world's fastest interactive entertainment network, so we did that too. They sure do like breaking stuff. Uh, we even won a Guinness World Record for it. It isn't easy. It requires custom hardware, does have software systems, and a world-class team to put it all together. But you know what? It's worth it. Because when you find out yourself playing a PlayStation game with seconds pressing the button... I downloaded or installed anything on any device that was never designed to do that. It's nothing sort of magical. Well, PlayStation Now is launched in summer this year for North America. Europe will not see it in 2000, until 2015. And Paul, what is your opinion? Well, you said the price is maybe placeholders, didn't you? But we've already seen as well um, rentals. Yeah. Some games had the rentals as well, so it looks yeah. like Sony are planning whether to be able to buy the game outright, like the $50 for The Last of Us sounds like you buy that and play as much as you want on any of the devices that are compatible. And the other prizes, the cheaper ones, probably like a, a rental, probably like a wheat rental or something. So yeah, from what I can see, it's obvious that Sony going for a multiple tiered sort of pricing model and maybe you'll be able to have some kind of subscription as well where you get access to certain games as well, kind of like Netflix or whatever. So... Yeah, we'll probably see or hear a lot more about what Sony are planning with this, maybe at GDC or probably E3, I'd guess. While you're talking about rentals... When they launch it. While you're talking about rentals, yeah. before I give it to Glenn and yeah. Mike quickly, 
I want to say mm-hmm. that this week they did leak, accidentally leak the rental scheme on North America store this week. Uh, basically, if you looked up Catherine on the store, uh, it had three choices of day one rental, day seven rental, or day 30 rental. And if you pick the, the, the um, whatever option, it would say this has been added to your account. And if you check your system's transaction history, it says you've got Catherine on your PS Now account. So we know that it's 1, 7, and 30 days. Um, this was leaked a couple Sweet. of days ago. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, what's your opinion? Oh. Um, yeah, as Paul said, um, I actually... Um, oof, I think maybe I made a mistake with that because I, I'm pretty sure that I update... After I posted that story, I meant I did um, note that it... Um, find out it was meant to be, um, you know, the... Uh, Far Cry and Uncharted were rentals, and um, The Last of Us was a full buy. And I meant to have gone back in and edited that in. I should have put it in brackets. I could have sworn I did that, but um, I might have um, not read it. Sorry. All right. So yeah, it should, um, next to the um, it should um, next to the um. Either way, they two... sell that rental prices. To be honest, yeah, it so... is. Anyway, that's what it is. Yeah, sorry. So um, yeah, um, I mean, they sound pretty good. Um, pretty fair to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm um, I love the idea of streaming games. I think it's an amazing um concept and stuff as long as it works properly i mean the experience should be great i mean i'm um in you know because obviously for someone like me i mean i i tend to play my um playstation free still and i can't really see myself sort of stopping that because i have them all set up but you know if i want to play you know i think it's a great idea to be able to um just you know if you just don't want to do that you know just have a ps4 set up and stream something and everything i can see the appeal in that but um um, I don't know. For someone like me, I probably wouldn't be using PlayStation now very much. But I think, in terms of everyone else and the, the structure of it, I think the prices sound fair. And as Paul said, it's multi-tiered. You know, you can rent or you can buy. I think they've got a great, as long as they have a really good lineup. I mean, the lineup is the key for this. But um, yeah, and like I said, the concept of it is great. I think it's pretty. As long as they, it's reliable and, it's, and a smooth process, and they get it to work properly with with some with a solid launch lineup, because they, if they want to. Launch really good and keep the um, games coming. That's the um, that's the main thing. But as long as they do that, I think it'd be um, a, a great um, service. Definitely. I just don't see myself using it very much. That's just me, though. Fair enough. I'll, I'll probably use it just a few times just to try it out. To be honest, because I yeah. like new technology and I'm a I'm a I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> um, anyway, Glenn, would you be using this service? Um, I don't know if I'll use it. it. It depends on how my schedule is at the time. But what this really makes me think of is how they're building, how they're structuring PlayStation now. Because the photo that you used in the article there, Mike, showed Catherine. It showed they uh, one day, seven days, 30 days, and it showed free for all of them. So, And you mentioned that when you select one, it says that they're, you now have Catherine on your PlayStation Now account. So it seems like they could go one way and say you have to have a PlayStation Now account to rent any games in the first place, which would make for interesting discussion because you, you pay for something and then, you know, depending on how they price it, like Catherine was free, I guess, once you've paid for your PlayStation Now account. But, you know, could other games charge in addition to play, to your PlayStation Now account for rentals? Or, you know, and, or they could go a completely different way and just have PlayStation Now as a platform and just go on a case-by-case basis as far as when someone wants to rent something. Like, you could browse the store without a PlayStation Now account and see something and say, oh, you know, $3 for me to rent this game for a week, you know? So 
I, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting to think about, to think about where they could be going and how they could be building PlayStation now. I, I think I can answer a lot of those questions, actually. Um, okay. For one thing, I think the PS Now account thing will be just part of your PlayStation account. I think that would just be... It only sort of says that because it's separate, technically. But I'm sure once you actually have the app downloaded... Then it will just you'll just be logging in with your PlayStation account, and therefore it'll still be accept. You just have to have the actual application on your PS3 or PS4 or your Vita to actually use it. You can't just click on it to play. You need to download the actual application to launch the game. Is what I'm going to guess. So you're thinking it's going to be more of a platform, yeah, and just have people decide, okay, I want to rent this instead. Well, they've got three different tiers of payment. You've got your rental tier where you can rent games of your choice. Um, you've got your scrip- uh, subscription um, tier which is like Netflix which we don't know too much about right now we just know that certain games will be part of that Netflix selection whether uh, whether it be newer releases or just older releases chances are the tier that subscription will probably be like PS Now where you have a lot of older games uh, sorry like PS Plus not like PS Now that's not even out yet uh, like PS Plus where you've got a load of free older games but chances are there'll like maybe one newer game added per month though chances are the first month will probably have a load of newer games so you'll have to rent to pay extra for the newer titles which as you guess the PS3 is not going to have much of in the future anyway yeah. Yeah. or you'll, you'll be able to subscribe and, yeah, and also there's also going to be a purchasable where you can actually just purchase the game rather than renting it I'm going to my theory is the fact you, with the Netflix you'll get 7 days of a game per month, and then if you want any more than that, you'll have to pay for it extra. But you can rent a certain, any certain amount of games for those seven days that month. I, but again, I don't know until I know. I'm not Sony. I can't. I can't say too much. I don't know everything. Wish you were. So, so far, it seems like Sony doesn't even know too much. Yeah. So I, anyway, I know there's a subscription, rental, and a purchase system. Yeah. Um. So that's all I know for certain. I wish I could answer more. No, that was cool, man. That's a hell of a lot. I think I learned more about PlayStation now from you than I've done since um, writing about the damn thing. <laughs> um, and while we're talking about Sony and titles yeah. and the future, Titanfall, PS4, EA, sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry for the lack of Sony console releases. EA is apparently sorry. We're sorry. For not bringing the Xbox exclusive Necrom Titanfall to PlayStation platforms. That's at least something to something according to Peter Dodd. What a name. Yep. An industry insider, also known as the famous Mortimer on NeoGAF via Gaming Ball, who dropped the comments during a recent post on the Gaming Forum. Sony also used its own mate metrics in a meeting with EA last week and showed them what, what they've sold on the PS3 and PS4. The money EA took from Microsoft doesn't even begin to cover it. The EA guys went to all over the math and agreed EA is in full we're so sorry both currently. Also Titanfall Xbox 360 is 30 30 FPS that is just for that is just for free for reading my post. Mm -hmm. My brain. Uh, Dodd also turned his attention to PS4 exclusive if Second Son which arrives later this month for Sony's new home console and apparently Sucker Punch Open World Tower is generating a lot of hype. That's a powerful statement, that is. Don't sleep on Infamous. The social metrics on that game are through the roof. Also, MLB, the show, rarely breaks a million units, but it sells hardware, he said. YouTube views. Anyway, for the rest of the article, best to go read on PSU.com, but 
Yeah, that's awkward to read out. Yeah, this one. is a bit awkward. Because <laughs> I don't want to yeah. give YouTube links over with voice, because that just sounds weird. Um, yeah, it just links to a bunch of stuff, basically, on how many views um, I think the infamous trailers have got, and that it's racking up a hell of a lot of um, attention. Anyway, Paul, yeah. what do you think about this? If it's true, then it kind of doesn't surprise me because it's obvious what EA thought was going to happen. Microsoft DRM, the old original thing, EA backed that. They wanted it, which is probably why the deal happened in the first place. And then the Xbox One happened, then the whole DRM, and then Microsoft gave EA a lot of money for not to really no, that's still what it was exceeded all expectations. So now, what's happening now is EA. Um, what? EA's. Paul, your mic's breaking up again a bit, but so we'll quickly go to Glenn. Just to see if we, just to see if you can fix it in a minute. Yeah. Um. This is interesting. EA apologizing. See. I'm not sure that this is the kind of apology that everybody's thinking of. Because looking at the comments on PlayStation Universe, I'm hearing things like, oh, well, you know, why apologize? Just bring it to PlayStation 4 and then everything will be okay. I, I don't think that they're apologizing in the same way that everybody's thinking. I, I think this is less of an I'm so sorry, you know, sorry games, gamers, sorry Sony, you know. I, I think this is more of an acknowledgement of a mistake. More like, ah, dang it, we messed up. You know, um, I think that it's interesting. Sony used its own metrics in a meeting with EA last week and showed them what they could have sold on the PS3 and PS4. And what Microsoft, what Microsoft gave them for exclusivity didn't, doesn't even begin to cover it. Um, that's kind of believable considering how many, considering where the sales figures are right now. I mean, imagine if every Xbox, well, I'm going to go back a few months to when, um, Xbox was 3.2 million and, and, and PlayStation was at 4.1 million, I think, because 3.2 million is the last figure we've heard from Xbox um, as far as total sales. So say that all 3.2 million people who have, have an Xbox One went and got Titanfall, you've still sold another million more on PS4, and then you've got PS3 sales. So EA is losing a lot by exclusivity, which blows my mind. Like, why... Why would you, why would you decide not to go with like half of the gaming audience in the first place? Why would you go exclusive, especially EA, who usually doesn't do exclusivity deals? So because we're in the money, we're in the money. So <laughs> Microsoft gave them a lot of money, but it's not it's not cutting it. So um, I think what this means is in the future. Um, Titanfall really could come to PlayStation 4 like everybody's talking about. Perhaps not the first one, because that's locked in in a contract. I'm going to call but, it um, Titanfall 1. Titanfalling <laughs> some more. There we go. Release it on PS4. But the next but the next one, I, I would put my bet down and say that it's going to be on PS4, simply because Sony has the larger audience at the time, and so that's what EA wants. That's how EA is going to make their money. So, yeah. EA, I'm sorry you're sorry. You messed up when you did an exclusivity deal. I don't, I don't even care what side it's for. Okay, it's not. It wasn't smart of you to do an exclusivity deal, deal with such a big game. And uh, let's try again, Paul. 
Um, what, do you, what do you think about it? Yeah, I'm going to echo what Glenn said there. And, you know, it was a decision that EA probably made ages ago before both consoles were even unveiled. And the PS4 has exceeded everyone's expectations. And EA were never expecting that. What they were expecting was the Xbox One to be the one that's leading the sales. But that's not happening. And EA are basically just saying, we fucked up. But it's funny because in the invest, the last investment in EA said they were comfortable with the situation with Titanfall, but obviously that's probably just they don't want to admit that they got things wrong publicly, but privately they know that they messed up. Yeah, yeah I'm sure I expected that one to be ahead. Anyway, Mike, uh, what, do you, what um, do you think about Titanfall? Uh, this um, it sounds like a cop out, but I seriously don't know what the hell I can add to that. They just covered everything. Um, I don't know much about Titanfall either, like all the the intricacies behind the whole deal and everything. It's um, uh, I think um, I think it's like like you guys have said. I think it's just a case of um, EA going, oh, we done bugged up, and um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I think it's definitely a missed opportunity for them and gamers as well. But I seriously, I think that um. I agree with Paul. I was thinking, I was actually thinking this, and Paul totally took the words out of my mouth. I think EA predicted that the Xbox One would be the dominant next gen console, at least early on in the cycle, and it obviously isn't. Um, and we don't know where Xbox One is at the moment, but PS4, for all intents and purposes, is leading it. And I think that's been a surprise. So they're probably, you know, they're like, darn it, we could have captured that, but uh, that captured that market. But um, I think um, definitely um, Titanfall 2 or whatever it's going to be called will be a. Uh, it would end up on PS4, kind of like, um, you know, we've had games before that have been uh, exclusive to one format and the sequels have come out on others. Like, I know it's not the same thing, but, you know, Mass Effect 1, Xbox exclusive, you know, and then the others come out on another console. I think it'd be the same kind of thing as that. The first one's exclusive, the rest will come out on other consoles. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think, um, I think Titanfall 1 will probably stay exclusive. If it's, like Glenn said, if it's in a contract, then yeah. But um, I, I don't see why the rest of the series wouldn't come to... Um, PS4 as well because it's um it's got to be lu- a lucrative um business decision for EA to bring it to the um another console definitely uh, no. but yeah okay so I could add something but yeah, yeah pretty much just reiterating what was said <laughs> there is one thing I'd like to add um originally Respawn was saying that Microsoft's Azure servers have been a huge plus in the development of Titanfall and um obviously Sony hasn't invested in hundreds of thousands of, of servers. But, yes, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have they have all sorts of other options. The, the thing is, it was a plus for them because they tailored it toward using those servers. But the, I think with PlayStation Now, I mean, imagine, imagine what kind of power it takes to run something that literally is a virtual video game platform. That's what PlayStation Now is. And so, and so, um, so I, I'm, I'm not worried about the PlayStation 4 being able to handle Titanfall. Um, the box itself has more power, and uh, Sony's servers... I, a lot of people are like, oh, Sony has terrible servers. That's just, like, from word of mouth, from this fanboy nonsense that keeps going on that I hate. And um, <laughs> I, I'm not worried. So I think that if it does come to Titanfall, it's going to do just fine. Anyway, we better move on to... I looked at I the emails, uh, and I realized... The uh, reviews I was going to say this week we've actually done before, except for <laughs> Dark Souls 2. Um, so we've only got one review this week to cover, but next week, trust me, we will have a lot. 
we'll have too many yeah. to recover. Um, yeah. Dark Souls 2, which was done by PSU staff, supposedly. So, congratulations <laughs> to all of us. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I know who that actually Yeah, it was, it was uh, Stephen. Stephen, but, yeah. But, I don't know why he does that. He should get the credit he deserves. But it was, but it was done by all of us. All of us, yeah, we all wrote Collect- it. <laughs> the collective yeah, gave we all it. played it. We all played yeah, we all it. Played, we all played it with the same controller. That's why we we, we failed and died yeah. so much. Everyone came round my house and we played it. We played <laughs> Twitch plays Dark Souls too. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we gave it an eight point five. Um, summary: stressful, tough, immensely challenging, and rewarding. Dark Souls two will take you to hell and back, and then he- back to hell again. Then probably beat you over the hell head with hell as well. Um, <laughs> we like invite open world environment that begs to be explored. A vast, exciting beastry awaits your challenge. A huge array of weapons, armor, and items makes inventory management and exploration fun. We dislike you'll die a lot. Yeah, which can be immensely frustrating. Enemy AI at times can be appalling. So we'll be dying a lot in Dark Souls. That is, that is definitely news to me. <coughs> anyway, um, really? <laughs> Paul, what do you think about this? I've never played either Demon Souls or Dark Souls. I actually have Demon Souls downloaded on my PS3, but I've yet to get around to playing. Well, it. if you mainly it's cause. Well, if you have a, a, a night where you think, oh, tonight's been really good, but you know what I really want to do tonight? I kind of want to torch myself a bit. <laughs> <laughs> then that's the night you put Demon Souls or Dark Souls or, or Dark Souls Two into your console. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard it's quite a tough game. Yeah. And Glenn, what do you think about this uh, title? Um, to tell the truth, I haven't really played it that much. Actually, it's interesting. I was in GameStop once, and I think it was GameStop. I was in some store once, and I was actually looking at the game and asking about it, and then someone came up to me and said, dude, don't play that game. You're going to hate yourself or something like that. So I just kind of put it down and I haven't picked it up. So I haven't bothered. <laughs> well, as I, as I so. said to Paul, if you ever have a night where you think, oh, oh <laughs> it's been a very good day. I've, I've got that, those, I've paid bills. I've, 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 I've done well in my college work. I think, you know what I feel like to do today? I feel like dying a bit. Yeah. If there's, if there's ever just too much joy and too much happiness in your life, yeah. There's a game for that. <laughs> yeah, if if your day is going just too well, put on some Dark Souls. <laughs> uh, if you need mis- if there's not enough misery in your life, then yeah, put Dark Souls yeah. on. <laughs> I can't comment too much because I I haven't played the thing, and from what I'm hearing now, I still shouldn't. <laughs> you should. It'll be fun for us. Anyway, Mike, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I um, I haven't played any of the games, and that includes uh, Demon Souls, which is a shame because um, I know, obviously I know about the reputation and notoriously difficult, but I do love the look of these games. You know, they're action R- RPG hack and slash titles with a lot of strategy involved, from what I understand, and um, highly revered as well among PSU, you know, the guys who have reviewed it on PSU and gamers alike. And I just, it, it really, really appeals to me. I love the whole kind of. Um, uh, Oh, I don't know. If, I don't know if they're all open world, but either way, large. They got the large environments going on, and the whole medieval aesthetic and everything, and the creatures you fight and everything. It just it reminds me of Oblivion in that sense, just the whole fantasy type thing. I know it's not the same at all, the same as Oblivion, but it just 
the, the, the screenshots that I, I've seen, they, they got that whole fantasy medieval vibe going on. I just absolutely love that. Um, it, um, I would definitely um, consider picking one of them up. I wouldn't know where to start, to be honest. Um, Demon Souls would probably be a good place just to, you know, because that's when it all started. But at the same time, I don't know, maybe go with Dark Souls 1. But yeah, um, that's all I can say, really. Um, it's definitely on my to-do list. Well... I'm going to say, guys, we're going to move on to the topic of the week this week. But because of time, topic of the week will not be big this week because we've had a lot of news to cover. Yeah. Um, but I have to bring this up because it is important-ish, kind of, maybe. It is, sort of. Um, it is. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 is so difficult and so hard, it actually kills its own graphics. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 visually comparison has the brutal hassle slash been downgraded. Yep, it was so difficult, its own graphics gave up. Um, hot on the heels of Watch Dogs, alleged visual downgrade comes from reports that Dark Souls 2 has also suffered a noticeable dip in the quality of its graphics since 2013. Earlier gameplay footage of, from software's notoriously, as you can tell from what we've been talking about, difficult yeah. RPG action adventure games to appears to depict superior lighting and visual effects users have noted on NeoGAF. In fact, some cite that Dark Souls 2 has been downgraded since the PS3 beta, which took place only last year. Check out the conversation, comparison video before below. One suggestion is that the original gameplay footage is the PC release, which Pubba says that, yeah, with, uh, PC which publisher Nunca Bandai Love will feature increased texture resolution and enhanced frame rate option. However, this game does not account, does not account for the, the seemingly enhanced light effects depicted in the original footage of the game. Take a breath, Ben. Yeah, I need hiccups, but... <laughs> breathe. <laughs> I want to finish this article, and I want to say my anchor, which is not anchor. Uh, basically, games change over time, and yes, it's a shame that it looks a lot... Actually, it looks really bad compared to the original video, but you should never really expect the original video footage in the future games. Because um, games change, and just because they were hoping to aim for those visuals when they first started doesn't mean they'll be able to make it, sadly. So is that more a target render than would it be? I, I'm going to guess, yeah. Although it was shown as a gameplay footage, I'm going to yeah. guess it was just the target render they had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people are always up in arms about this sort of thing, aren't they? Yeah, so... Um, it, it looks good, though. I mean, the final game still looks good to me. From what I've seen, there's quite a few videos and pictures where it looks really, really bad, though. Oh, wow. Yeah, it looks it looks almost... Not, well, I would say, PS2 generation, but it looks like <laughs> early PS3. Yeah, like 2008. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. If you're... If, especially on a new console, brand new console, if you have shown one thing, then, yeah, games change. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices here and there in the interest of performance or, or something else. But there is no point in time where you should have a trailer that looks fantastic and then later you have people saying the game looks bad like early PS4, or excuse me, early PS3. Okay, so that's not bad. That's, that's <laughs> you know, that's, that, that shouldn't happen. That just should not happen. And the fact is, for a lot of games, it doesn't. Killzone, for instance, looked exactly as it was promised. Uh... You know? I played Killzone. It looked it looked pretty darn good. Okay, yeah. it looked which pretty much. Yeah, yeah, which one? Shadow... Yeah, which one? Shadowfall. Uh, oh, I thought right. you were talking about uh, the uh, Killzone, Killzone Two. 2. <laughs> yeah, Killzone... I was thinking that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Killzone Shadowfall. So, 
It is possible. And the fact is, yeah, games change. You have to make sacrifices. But a drastic, that drastic, you know, I, I don't think so. I, I think something's up. And, you know, I what I'd hope is that we should see an improvement in the future because the game probably isn't completely finished, you know. Is it? Is it out yet? Yeah, it's already out. Yeah, it's already out? Oh, okay. Then, yeah. I, I would have hoped that they would have um, improved it over time. But if it really looks that bad um, compared to the trailer, then something something happened and that's something that developer i'm not a developer okay i'm I'm not behind the desk tapping on um the computer and and programming i i wouldn't mind doing that but that's definitely something that you should avoid because that's how people start losing interest in the game when they when you start promising something and not then not being able to deliver it yeah i agree to be honest but i'm not going to defend them i think it's a horrible practice and Mm. if you're going to show something to look like something don't make it look really bad at Watch Dogs and we'll get to you in the second Watch Dogs you're not getting away from this but um, it's um sorry I was just going to say it's also one thing when it's a trailer yeah. but it's one thing if it's also downgraded from the beta which obviously yeah. the gen, you know people were playing as well I mean that's um that's even worse I mean that was um, that what, that was just what was that October-ish the yeah. beta yeah I mean that's not that long ago you know not long until release you know less than about half a year or so it's um that's pretty um that's pretty crazy if it's been that much of a visual downgrade from a playable state as well, which was only six months from release. Um, anyway, Paul, uh, you haven't talked about this. What do you think? I'm one of those where I think if, like, I think you should always show the game as it's going to look close as possible. I mean, if you have to make downgrades, don't try and bullshit us by showing trailers or footage that's better than what the actual game is going to be. Now, the Dark Souls one is interesting that they've downgraded it from from actual game that people have played, which it's weird that that actually happens because normally you actually make it optimizations towards the end of development so the game would look better, mm. or normally they would. And then, obviously, Watch Dogs, which, if you look at the original unveiling from E3 2012 to the most recent trailer, that's had a massive downgrade visually and... And they added added the delay as well, you know, when it was originally going to quit last November. So you have to think, what has that game gone through, development-wise? I I don't fully buy that that is how the game is going to look, especially since it's not going to be out for another few months, so um, or another couple months, I should say. I wouldn't be be surprised if they're already getting ready to print gold, to be honest. I I don't know, because Infamous only went gold recently just a couple of weeks ago and it launches this week you know so it's they i think they still have time for some optimization you know they should be winding down and getting ready to go go but i think there's still time and again we don't know this is a trailer so we don't know exactly what state the game was in when this footage was taken from it so it's um it's interesting but there's a con- there's a difference between because dark Sto- dark souls is already out but watch dogs is not that still has another couple months to go and we've already seen for instance like drive club what can happen in just a couple months uh from drive club's state back at E3 to how it looks now with the trailers that evolution has been re- uh, releasing lately so uh, well not lately we haven't seen one in a while where are you drive club it's um, gone back to the drawing board they it's gone back this- to the drawing board yeah they said this week it's gone back to the drawing board yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I, see it this this year. I read that. That's interesting because last year they were they they were getting ready to release it, so now they're going 
anyway. People um, played Drive Club as well. That was playable, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 playing it, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't buy that that's how it's going to I don't know if it'll look exactly as it did in the trailers, but I do believe it's going to look better than it did in this last trailer. Well, while we're talking about Watch Dogs right now, uh, Gears of War designer Cliff Blesanski has weighed <laughs> in on the ongoing controversy surrounding Watch Dogs, apparently next generation downgrades. Speaking on Twitter this week via DSO Gaming, uh, Cliffy B, I'm not going to say his name again, uh, suggested that <laughs> nice the open done. world hacking title suffered dipping graphics due to the fact it's coming to PS3 and Xbox 360. I'd wager that the reason that Watch Dogs graphics have been downgraded is that on the high end is due to the fact they're shipping the last generation consoles also. Biggest enemy to next generation consoles is publishing hanging on to the last gen. I've said it before, it's limiting the capabilities of current gen. Not next gen, Cliff, it's current gen. Um, Foliage in a particular in one aspect of blah, blah, blah. If you want to read more, check PSU.com. But, yeah, don't look at look at Assassin's Creed. That looks really good on PS4 compared to the PS3 version. Yeah, I can I can definitely back that up. I've um I played the current gen and the next gen version, and the PS4 version is gorgeous. It really is. The um the um some of them are subtle effects and stuff like the um the smoke and stuff when you fire your cannons, but some you know it's more extreme like the water effects and everything. Oh, it looks it looks great, man. It really does look great. I I never get why this is an argument for it. I I will never I, I will never get why this is considered an argument for current gen putting down last gen it should actually not affect current gen because I'm not going to call it next gen because it's, it's already out uh, basically games when you make a game you should make the, the graphics as best as possible and then downgrade to the system you're using that way you've got the model for future reference if you ever need mm-hmm. it again um, so they should be aiming for the PS4 and then downgrade and cut effects for the other uh, other uh, platforms. Yeah. Um, so that would make sense, wouldn't it? That way, they'll have the PS4 version as best as. Of course, it still won't be as good as if they just focus on the PS4, probably. But it'll be as best as they could, and then just cut yeah. down till the PS3 doesn't break and set on fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think really the biggest, um, the biggest way that the previous gen affects the current gen is just studio resources. They have people. Um, who are working on downgrading things and, and tweaking things for the previous consoles that could be working on the, on the new one. So I, I don't think that, like you said, I think it makes little sense to aim for the lower and then build to the higher. It makes more sense to build for the higher and then downgrade to the lower. That, that, that's how ports tend to work sometimes. Yeah, so, good ports work. Go ahead. Good. good ports. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I, I said sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, we're coming to up to the end of the podcast, so I'm going to take a break from saying my words, and I'm going to ask, what have we been playing? Uh, and the first question, probably because it's going to be a shorter answer, is from Glenn. What have you been playing? Nothing that I can say. Oh, see? I see. Uh, and now, Paul, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Battlefield 4. Um when it works, it's a really enjoyable game, I think. When it works. I'm going to say, seriously, Paul, you've been playing Battlefield. People play yes. Battlefield. It doesn't just yes. crash. <laughs> well, it doesn't crash, but I have, I've been having connection issues, which I've discovered have been caused by my um, official wireless headset. Really, 
Right, what it was is when I plugged when I switched it on, what it would do is it would actually conk out the internet connection. And I was like, what, what the hell's happening? Because I'd switch it off, you know, and then the connection would come back. Then I'd go, right, play now. Switch the headset on. Doom, your connection has been lost. It's like, what the hell? So I've had to go back to using just standard, you know, wired headphones yeah. that plug into the controller. But, you know. Can't you use the wireless headset while with the USB cable? I think you still need the dongle thing, the wireless dongle, and still switch it on to use it. I'm sure you can. I don't. I don't. I think you can use it while it's charging. So I don't know if you can. You need the one. I don't know. Well, the Are one you I have about is the PlayStation Gold wireless headset. No, I'm talking about the very first one they released because uh, they released yeah, this... the wire. Yeah, the wireless stereo headset. How did you get that in Europe? Said... I couldn't find anywhere. I got it in HMV. Oh, you mean the Pulse? Oh, the Pulse. Oh, I, I don't know about that one, but I have the first one, the wow. one before the Pulse, the very just, first one. Just look at it as a feature instead of a flaw. Yeah. See, every time you turn it on, it saves you electricity by turning off something else. Sony's <laughs> <laughs> gone green. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a bug that needs fixing. Yeah. yeah. So, but, um, apart from that, you've been playing anything else? Uh, I've been playing Pokemon. On Fire Red. Way good game. Yeah. Yeah, I can go back to fucking. It's making me really. It's. It's. It really is. I might get um, X slash Y and maybe Heart Gold or Soul Silver as well. Sweet. X and Y are pretty good games. I do recommend them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to play them so badly, but I still don't have a DS. I have so many DSs. Send me one. Yeah, can you buy me for one? It's, it's a UK one, so it'll work. Yeah. Send me one. <laughs> it's my birthday. Send me one. Uh, oh, when is your oh, birthday? Anyway, we'll, we'll bring that up in a second, actually. Uh, Mike. <laughs> Yo. What have you been playing? Um, I've been playing um, a bit of War Thunder, unsurprisingly. Um, I'm getting better at aiming without having to zoom in, so just doing the standard outside uh, third-person view, which is good. I've been racking up. Some awesome kills, man. I've been playing this with Germans a lot because they are much better than the British. Um, I can't believe I just said that, but they are seriously. What is with you and your accents, Mike? Are you going to be a voice actor on us? Are you going to be the next Troy Baker? <laughs> oh, I wish. No, I did um, drama in um, uh, high school, Glenn. I always used to love like doing voices and acting and stuff, and it's just something that's stuck with me, man. I, I've, I've always enjoyed it. Yeah, but that'd be great. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not good enough to be the next Troy Baker. Um, <laughs> Uh, apart from War Thunder, I've been going on um, a bit of Silent Hill Homecoming, just trying to tidy that up. Um, I've got uh, more used to the combat system in that again because that was pissing me off before because it's like you try and dodge in that game and it just doesn't do anything but get you killed. So I've somehow worked around that. Um, I'm just looking behind me now. Um, apart from that, I've been... Um, oh, yeah, I've been playing a bit of um, GTA Liberty City Stories on the Vita and Soul Sacrifice as well. Because as I said, I, I know I mentioned this a few times, I lost on my PS Vita stuff, but I got Soul Sacrifice and everything else back. Um, I love that game. I don't know if you guys have played it, but it's really good. It's a, it's quite a simple sort of hack and slash RPG type thing. Lots of upgrades, but it's so, it's just so damn addictive, man, and rewarding. You know, it's a lot of grinding going on, but there's so many different types of weapons and bosses and enemies to fight. It just, re- it doesn't really get monotonous at all. It's just, I reviewed it last, I, I reviewed it last year, last April. So check out the um, review on the site, guys. It's Really, really good game. I love it. I can definitely recommend it. Um, I hear they've got a second one out as well. Is it Delta or something it's called? Soul Sacrifice Delta? 
I mean, yeah. when he sees yeah, I think that's out. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it, is um, it out yet or is it being released? No, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Japan. It's, uh, it's yeah. only out in Japan at the moment. Yeah, but yeah, um, I, I recommend that guys. Um, I've also been watching my mate play Saints Row Four when he comes around. So, but that doesn't really count with me playing. But yeah, that's pretty much it so far. Ah, oh, sweet. Well, I've been playing, which is an amazing game, and uh, that's all I can talk about that right now. And I've also been playing, which is also a pretty good game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. And I've also been playing a lot. I beat South Park: The Stick of Truth, by the way. That was oh, is it oh, good? It's a really good game. I do recommend it for South Park fans, cool. or even fans of the RPG genre. Anyway, um, and I've also been playing Warframe, of course. Of course, yeah. Michael said, "Oh, you haven't brought up Warframe last week." I said, "I'll bring it up this week." <laughs> so yes, I've been playing Warframe mainly because I can't wait for the new Prime access, so I can throw more money at the game. I can go here. Yeah, I'm spending too much money. I have more money. I have more. I have more. Of my oh, money. that's you and me are the same. Chucking money at free-to-play games. Although I, mani- I have, I have managed How to much stop that. Spent overall, me. Uh, you go. Ben. That's about. <laughs> that's about 180, 190 pounds. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Mike? How much have you spent on War Thunder? 300. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. 300. Well, to be fair, so Mike, I'll to... be catching you all up if, when the next Prime Access comes out. Because... I know it sounds like total bullshit, total crazy, but yeah, I have. It's just the grind, um, it's just the planes, man. If you want the best planes, yeah. you're going to have to grind, which takes fucking ages. It's still fun, or you pay for them, and they are worth it because it's just so much fun. I know it sounds, cr- I know it does sound crazy, but I've got so much fun out of that yeah. game. And not only that, but you have to think, um, the money that you do put in goes into the... Uh, I mean, this is still in the beta, War Thunder. It goes goes back into the game. That's the way I look at it, because they optimise it, and they release more patches and stuff. So, you know, but yeah, I have completely put a cap on that now. Um, I'm not spending any more. Uh, see, I'm, I'm going to be buying Prime Access again, which will catch me up to your, your amount, Mike. Oh, shit, yeah. Not if I start buying a jet. If I start, if I start going on a rampage and buying jet fighters, I'll be dropping double that, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, it's just my... I have a competition first to a thousand pounds spent. <laughs> oh, <God>. uh, <laughs> to be fair, I, pretty much, I, have all the, I have all the warframes. I have nearly all yeah. the weapons. I have nearly all the equipment. So I have all the, nearly all the mods except for the last like four new ones. So, yeah, there's nothing really to buy on the game anyway. Oh, cool. And Glenn, beyond, yeah. um, I'm sure you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sweet. Um, anyway, so we'll wrap this up with what we've been playing. Uh, yeah, no problem, Glenn. Uh, sorry, oops. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. They're not supposed to know about that. But they got to know. <laughs> anyway, while we're talking about confusing subjects, um, anyone got any, sh- um, any, have you got any shout outs, Glenn? Shout out yeah, to your fans, uh, to your homies, to my homies, to my yeah. brothers. Listen, I'll I'll shout out to I'll shout out to you, to you listeners, and to you people that I'm talking with right now. Shout out to shout out to you guys. Here's here's to PlayStation Universe. And Paul, have you got any shout outs? Uh, I, no one in mind. No, I, I was going to say what I was saying. That was the fans and listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my thunder, Ben. I did. <laughs> Yes, because you asked me. I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, <laughs> um, and Mike, have you got any shout outs? 
oh yeah yeah i i like to say hello to my kids and uh i, I have to say but all the people that the delicatessen they also nice to me my friend palito how you doing sorry i just can't every time you say that, i just go to that's my phone from gta4 <laughs> i think paul my, that. should do yeah, little jacob this, this british thing is not your real accent is it <laughs> no, I've just been lying this whole time. <laughs> I am many. I'm a voice. You're not really from England, are you? <laughs> no, I'm from. I'm from um, uh, everywhere, actually. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but it's all seriousness. Um, all seriousness. Um, you guys, our listeners, um, the rest of the staff, and also my mate uh, Richard Walker, who I met at the Konami event. Top guy. Don, obviously, our old podcast host, and um, also my friend Jason and Robert who um, know about my work on PSU, but I haven't actually checked it out yet, so hopefully they, hopefully I can change that. <laughs> um, I think, also, oh yeah, of course, super fan Alfonso. How can I forget? Oh, that reminds me, we've got to cover those emails quickly before we go. Anyway, carry on. Do you want... uh, that's it, that's about it. Okay, before I say my shout-outs, we've got a couple of questions. You know, people have contacted us with their words, and we shall respond with more words. Um, yeah. Alfonso's well, asked us, there is a follow on Twitter called, um, called Toasty Stickers that creates decals for PlayStation 4 controller light bars. Um, if you had the choice of a design for your controller, what would it be? You know what? This is interesting because I came across this myself a while back. And I looked on eBay for some of these designs. And you know how um, people who do things like that, they'll, they'll take a picture and they'll put it on the eBay listing so that people can see it examples of what they've done i saw a playstation universe one i saw a psu logo oh yeah that um, looks amazing i want one now i want <laughs> but yes the, the, there are these decals that you can stick over your light bar because it's too bright um according to some people i don't really notice it but it's too bright and it's basically black it's a sticker you stick it over it and it has a hole in it and whatever you design you want so the color shines through in that pattern instead of just the normal light bar it's pretty cool uh, okay, because I don't want it to take too long. Um, Paul, uh, what's yours? What? What's uh, what would you pref- if you had a choice of controller stickers for your light bar? What would you have it to be if you had one? Uh, um, uh, I'd probably just get some black uh, stick tape and just get rid of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easiest way to do it. And the cheapest. Yeah. Um, and Mike. Sorry, Paul, uh, we just run out of time. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, well, one thing, Fonz, that's an awesome design you got there. He's put, uh, attached a little photo. I, I, would have Claire Red, the, I would have Claire Redfield's um, Let Me Live uh, jacket design on the back. I think I can't remember what it is. I think it's like some woman holding a staff or something. But any Resident Evil fans know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And if it was me, I'd have the PSU logo that we had talked about earlier, to be honest. Have PSU, of course, have PSU. Uh, <laughs> apart from that, I'd... I don't want to touch the light bar on my controller because I like it. It is good, yeah. Uh, there are there are some really nice ones that are that they don't cover most of. They just make it into patterns and stuff. So those aren't bad. Anyway, let's go to the next question by Alfonso Boxo. Yeah. Uh, I want a copy of Dark Souls Two in a giveaway. I want to know if any guys played the first one. Well, I can pretty much answer that. None of us did, did I, we? I think he must have meant I won a copy, didn't he? It says I want a copy. It says I want a copy in a giveaway. I figured he. <laughs> I don't know. I thought he meant. I thought he must. I thought he meant I want a copy no, in a giveaway. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, sorry. Maybe I'm wrong. Sorry. Either way. Yeah. It, no, it says I'm looking. It says I want, but whatever. I don't know. 
Either way, we can, if we can do a giveaway, we shall in the future. And if you've won a giveaway, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we've all discussed about earlier on that we've not really played Dark Souls. So. Yeah, we pretty much covered that, yeah. I have played it a little bit, but that's not much, really, to be honest. Um, I'm going to leave the last email for a little bit later. But for now, we're going to go straight over to our announcing our things. Basically, yeah, announcing our things on the ways you can contact our us. Things, boy. Uh, Glenn, how can they contact you? Contact me at goglenn underscore at g-o-g-l-e-n-n underscore on Twitter or by email at glenn.gordon at psu.com. And Paul Kelly, how can they contact you? Contact me on Twitter at at paul underscore kelly1 and my email is paul.kelly at psu.com. And Mike, how can they, how can they stalk you? Well, you want to contact me, guys, you just have to contact me at mike.heritance at psu.com and say hello to little Tony for me as well. <laughs> and if you want to contact <laughs> me, it's chili underscore UK, or you can contact me at uh, uh, podcast at psu.com and also, you can listen to this on your eye thingies with your, your ears. <laughs> yeah, eye thingamajigs. <laughs> uh, with your ears um, at iTunes, and you can also listen to us at Podbean, and you can also listen to us at PSU.com. Um, so if you, if you listen with your ears, you can respond with your words when you're typing. So if you want to send us any, comp, um, any queries and confusing statements about what we're doing, then go ahead. Um, but before we end this, I've got to end it with this one. I love that radical uh, radical diversity gaming hour. Now it has a Twitter account. Now I can talk to my fellow uh, fellow brothers even more on the site podcast on Twitter and Facebook and Twix. I love all of it. Um, Glenn, you're our amazing <laughs> racial diversity gaming hour. You said radical, and I was confused. That, that's that's what it says on the email. So I wanted. To... Yeah, that's what funds are radical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are oh, radical. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, right. you wanted to make a little statement about the racial diversity gaming hour, and I did. here's your mm. couple of minutes. Thank you. I don't need a couple of minutes. This will be quick. Last episode of RDGH, we talked about a sort of scandal that was unfolding um, about the voice actor behind Parappa the Rapper, Dread Fox. Um, a couple of the people who were involved in that scandal will be on the show. That will be published next week. We're going to interview them and get their side of the story. So tune in to Racial Diversity Gaming Hour, Episode 9. It'll be up on Wednesday uh, to hear more about what's going on behind Dread Fox and the Parappa the Rapper deal. That's all I needed. Okay, no problem. Um, so pretty much get ready to hear my voice again on Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think this will be a wrap for tonight. I want to say that's it for me. Mike? And it's good not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry. I think. That's great. Thank God for me. Yeah, it's got to end with that for you. Yeah, guys. thank God for me. See you guys. See you.